This episode of Locked On 76ers with Nick Nurse now in the fold as the lead man for the 76ers. What does he rank in the division and also in the conference? He's always been one of the best. Where does he rank now as he is the head guy for the 76ers? We'll get into it next right here. Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Phonetic Radio here in Philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, as always, Sixers Beat Writer for the inquire.com and the inquire what's happening Keith? what's popping d what's popping it's a friday that's what's popping and uh that's always a day. <laughs> friday's a great day right no question start things off man start things off well listen man we got to thank everybody for joining us on this friday making locked on 76ers your first listen every day remember locked on 76ers is free and available on all platforms including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Uh, we'll get into later the Daniel House piece where he has opted into his second year of his deal with the team. Uh, where does he fit in? Does it make sense for him with Nick Nurse? And also another guy who has to figure out what he wants to do with his player option, Montrez Harrell. Does he also fit in the scheme with Nick Nurse? But first, uh, we keep it going with the Nick Nurse conversation, Keith. And uh, by doing so, I wanted to ask you, as we look at the 15 teams in the conference, Nurse has been one of the best since he stepped on the sideline for the Raptors winning the championship in year one, year two, coach of the year in the East and uh, in the in the uh, Eastern Conference. And just wanted to ask you, man, when you look at the 15 teams, including the Sixers overall in the conference and the five teams, including the 76ers in the Atlantic, where does he rank? in both the conference and the division? You know, it's, it's weird. I mean, that's a good question. I keep going back and forth for where he uh, ranks in the conference. But in the division, you know, you have to say it's a, about a two-coach race between him and Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's it's funny how things happen, though, right? It, like, yeah, when I first got on the beat, the three best coaches in the league were Greg Popovich, Tom Thibodeau, and Doc Rivers. Now you look at it and, you know, Tibbs has lost a little bit of his luster, you know, since he uh, left Chicago. Um, but you, you look at it and, and you have to say that Nick Nurse right now is, is a better coach. Um, you know, Nick Nurse is, is weird. I would really – Nick Nurse is, is, is weird to me, though, because when you look at him, you, you talk about the two British championships, right? You talk about him being the Canadian uh, national team coach. You know, you talk about him winning the, the, the championship his first year as a head coach in Toronto and the two G League championships. So you give him, you know, you say he's the best coach, but we all want to see what he does with the Sixers. But his resume, you have to say that he's an elite coach. Now, when it comes down to um, the the conference, you know, I, I'll say I give him top five. I mean, I, I will. You know, but it's also hard because, you know, I don't. I think Eric Spolstra is the best coach in these. Yep. You know, I, I look at, um, what's my man named? Used to, um, uh, Snyder, Quinn Snyder is an elite coach. Yep. You know, you, you look at Monty Williams, you know, a, a guy who keeps turning programs around. 
But when you look at it, you have to give my man, you got to give uh, Nick Nurse one of the top five coaches in, in, in the Eastern Conference. You have to. Yeah, well, we debated yesterday, and it got pretty fun and nice little back and forth. Not going to get a debate for me on this one. I think he's best in the Atlantic, top five in the East. I think he's better than Monty Williams, uh, honestly, even though he did help turn Phoenix around and the things that he's done before in general. But I, I do have Nick Nurse over Monty Williams uh, right now. So I would say top four, and uh, you look at Quinn Snyder, I agree with you there where he's very, very good. Uh, do I give, I, I guess, sustained success? Quinn Snyder has had that. The difference, of course, is Nick Nurse got to the NBA Finals and won that championship with the coach of the year as well. So um, that's a good conversation. Billy Donovan is a solid one. And that's really where I stop, Keith, honestly. I don't really go any further and looking at any of these other teams and saying that they have an edge uh, at the, at the uh, coaching situation than the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Rick Carlisle, of course, will be in the conversation as well uh, as he continues to help rebuild Indiana. And, of course, we talk about something like this because oftentimes, like we did with Boston, notice, folks, we left Joe Mazzulla <laughs> out uh, of the conversation there in the Atlantic and in the, in the conference overall. He still has more to prove. Uh, but when we look at games, certainly during the regular season, but most importantly, when you get into the playoffs, not only do we look at what they do personnel wise on the floor, we also pay attention to what the coach does. And if the Sixers have an edge or if the other team has the edge over the 76ers when it comes to the coaching staff and the head coach uh, overall in game stuff, game planning, getting guys motivated after timeout plays things of that nature, all those things we typically look at as basketball fans. And of course, the job that Keith and I do here. And, and that's why it's important to even look at this so early, knowing that, you know, this is the big story to start off the offseason for the 76ers. So Keith, no, no, no disagreement from me at all uh, with where Nurse stands right now in the division and in the conference. I'm right there with you. Yeah, the only thing I will say is that when it comes down to him and Monty Williams, I know Monty has some big games and some people will like they talk about how they lost and they got blown out. Yeah. But I think the one thing that I really and I do think Nick's a great coach, but the one thing is I want to see, you know, what he what Monty would be able to do with that killer type dog like Kawhi. Because Kawhi in the play, playoff Kawhi, when healthy, is better than playoff Jimmy Butler. Or and, and like there's only certain guys who have that gene. I think Kobe was one, LeBron's another. Talk about in the playoffs, right? Just that competitiveness. Kobe, LeBron, Jimmy Butler, and 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 Kawhi are all on that short list, like that type of guy. So I would like to see what Amonte Williams would have like that. And another guy who had that gene too in him was kind of like a Kevin Garnett. You know what I mean? A guy that's like, I'm coming after everything. So you know what I mean? Great coach, but I would like to see when we talk about Monty, if he could get that guy, if he had that guy, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, tend to, I tend to think that Devin Booker has some of that in him when they made that finals yeah. run. This ain't quite, he's there, he does, but he's not like, I mean, he, he's yeah, good, I wouldn't say but, he's dumb. Yeah, he's not I, there I, yet. I wouldn't yeah. say that he doesn't have, you know, it was his first run and it didn't, didn't turn out the way he wanted it to. I would say he's, he turns it up like that 
But uh, he ain't quite there, though. He ain't yeah. quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not quite there yet. But he has that type of demeanor. Absolutely. Well, on the other side, uh, one of the pieces that needs to, Nick, needs to fit with Nick Nurse's style of play, potentially, well, he picked up his option. And that is Daniel House Jr., a two year deal he signed last offseason to play for the 76ers, had a player option for year number two. That was picked up on Friday. Where does he fit within Nick Nurse's offense? I like it. I like it on its face. We'll see where it goes in terms of our conversation next right here. Locked on 76ers. Right now, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel, right? FanDuel. Why do I want to talk about it? Because right now, new customers could get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. $500, right? That's $2,500 back on bonus bets if your bet doesn't win, right? I mean, it's what, what you're losing, y'all. There's no better place, um, better place to base a bet than the NBA Finals with the America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, welcome back, and thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're not here, so we'll talk to you on Monday and uh, get things going uh, right here on Locked On 76ers. So we'll, we'll do that with you on Monday uh, to get to kick off our week and get things started. All right, Keith, uh, Daniel House, the uh, veteran that he is, of course, brought in with the familiarity of both James Harden and Daryl Morey as a free agent pickup, a two-year deal, player option on year number two. That was picked up on Friday. It was something that we talked about, something that we uh, paid attention to. So right now, Keith, as we look at the 76ers bench, right now on the Sixers bench, you do, in fact, have DeAnthony Melton, and at the moment, Daniel House, George Niang, Paul Reed, uh, Jalen McDaniels. And we're talking regular guy, Shake Milton. Furkan Korkmaz is also still under contract uh, with on the final year of his three-year deal. Uh, those are the only three with Jaden Springer, pardon me, uh, also. And we can include the G League players, Lewis King and, and Mac McClung and all that. But for what we know of the rotational players, uh, four including Jaden uh, Springer, I figured he would pick it up. I feel like it's a decent uh, player still to play for Nick Nurse with the length, the athleticism, his ability to defend, maybe some things that Nick Nurse would want to do with his defense. He has the body type as that, again, wing player with those attributes that may help out in Nick Nurse's defense. And on the offensive side a little bit, what do you look at when you see Daniel House picking up the option and where does he fit with this team under Nick Nurse? You know, I mean, I I think it's one of those things where, you know, you look at it and this is kind of like a clean slate for him. And what I mean by that is you got a new coach before you had Doc Rivers. You know, Doc was – he. I'm not saying he got in his doghouse, but I think Doc lost faith in him at certain times in the season. Then he would pit him back in, and 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 then he would play well. And then if he had a, a bad performance or whatever, then he was back on the bench. Um, you know, if you're a player and you're trying to get paid and get money, 
that's not the situation you want to be in, right? But then when you get a new coach and then this person is going to have a clean slate and you can show what you can do and you're versatile, you know, you're athletic. He struggled from shooting a three this year, but he, he's yeah. known for making threes and, and he's known for, you know, getting in front of people at times, making a stop. Now he's not a lockdown defender, but he's known that, you know, making stuff, uh, you know, uh, creating havoc, so to speak. So I, I think is a I think right now, for what you have, and it, it, it makes sense for both parties. You know, he can come here, make some money, uh, get four point five after the season he had, averaging four points, and being in and out of rotation. Some could argue like, you know, you you couldn't lose money in the free agent market. So I think for him, it was a a, a smart decision. And I also think for the Sixers is kind of like, here's a guy that you don't want to leave. You need some bodies right now, no draft picks, none of that other thing. So just come out and play and have a, a good time. I agree. They need bodies and he is one that's more a capable body, or even if you want to say more than a capable body, then you look at him and say, all right, it's a pretty good pickup. It makes sense for him to pick it up. And and then to your point of if he hits the market, how does he know he's going to get $4 million again uh, by hitting the market right now? While the free agent roster right now in terms of everybody in the NBA is not great, it's not a, a decent free agent class this year, he still may not get anything any better. And will he find a better situation, quite honestly, on a playoff team where he might get some minutes? So uh, I'm in agreement with you, and I, I think this was a, a smart thing for him. And I wonder how much Nick Nurse will like him. And the other part, too, Keith, when you talk about the struggle uh, that he had from time to time, not just with the fact that Rivers would pull him out of the game, I also wonder how much of that had to play a part in him when James Harden, who he plays well with, was not on the floor because of that month that he was off. I think that was around that time, too. He missed a decent amount of the games. So maybe maybe that played a part in it also. So. Um, good pickup, though, in terms of him uh, staying in the spot, get things off to a good start in training camp. Maybe maybe he'll find himself on the roster for the remainder of the season for the second consecutive year and, and making plays uh, for the team. So uh, good on him. Uh, we have to get into one more player who actually does once again have a a player option, and that is Montrez Harrell. I think this was a more this is a more interesting case because I have no idea of what Nick Nurse would want to do with Montrez Harrell. And I don't know what Montrez Harrell would think about coming back as a backup when Paul Reed may still be the primary backup to Joel Embiid. So we'll get into that one final segment here on this Friday on Locked On 76ers. All right, welcome back. Final segment, Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. Keith, uh, once again, Montrez Harrell uh, did not play a lot, as you talked about getting out of the rotation for Doc Rivers' uh, team. 
Montrez Harold did not play a lot last season for the Philadelphia 76ers. Eventually, Paul Reed took over that backup spot, and he never gave it up. But Montrez Harold, you can see, at least it appeared that he was uh, frustrated uh, being on that bench and not getting the run that he felt like he was deserving of. And uh, he signed a two-year deal worth $5.2 million. And um, the second year of the deal is right there around 2.7, I believe, off the top of my head. Let me just check. 2.7 on the player option for the upcoming 23-24 season. So if you are Montrezl Harrell first, Keith, let me ask you as the player, do you opt in or do you go out on the market knowing that you have the stuff from the uh, off the court issues not holding you back from the beginning of the free agent period? You know, I, I think if I'm Montrez Harrell, I got to have a, a long talk with um, with Nick Nurse. I mean, I, I also would, would try to put out some fillers too to see what, you know, mm-hmm. what's out there for me, but I have a long talk because, you know, Montrez is, is, is fun. Montrez is, is this Montrez situation is funny to me um, because Doc Rivers knew exactly what he was getting in Montrez because he coached him before, you know, Montrez is a guy, he leads the league. Well, he's one of the guys, one of the best guys in drawing charges, but he's not a rim protector, but he's an, 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 an assassin. He comes in, and he gets buckets, and he plays with energy. The crowd loves him, this and that. And he comes here. They knew exactly what they were getting. And then all of a sudden, it's like, up. Oh, he ain't in the rotation <laughs> because of because of the weaknesses that they knew that he had. You knew what you were getting. So for a guy like Montrez, where we're talking about he's essentially making the minimum, or he is making the minimum, you know, you got to figure out right now he can still play in his league, but it's a matter of him going somewhere where he's going to be able to extend his career. Like if you stay here and you're not going to get any burn and they're not going to utilize you, you might be better off going somewhere else where you're going to play. So I think with Montrez, like, yeah, I would bring him back. But I think for Montrez, it's just a matter of, how are they going to use you? Because I'm pretty sure you were under the impression they were going to use you beforehand, and they didn't. So Doc isn't here anymore. You talk to Nick Nurse and see. Because I think that what he does, he does well, and he can give them buckets. You know what I mean? He can give them buckets. It's just his defense isn't there, but I think that he can be a situational, quality situational player. You know he thinks that he's better than um... – uh Paul Reed. Uh, I'm sure he's he does. Supposed to, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Paul Reed's supposed to think he's better than him. Correct. So with yeah. that, you know, he has to factor that piece uh, in of where he might fall into Nick Nurse's uh depth chart when it comes to Paul Reed, if in fact he comes back as that player that's the restricted free agent. So uh if I was him, of course, as you said, I would have a long talk with Nick Nurse and have my agent put some feelers out there. And again, not having that legal issue hanging over him over his head at the start of free agency would probably help. So um, if I'm him, honestly, Keith, uh, I would look to, I would look to move on and just get a fresh start. Uh, Again, he latched on with a good team in the Sixers late and he he was pretty lucky to do so because of those things that we talked about, but now coming off of a tough season 
and saying, hey, I just need to get back into the rhythm, get back into the flow. Uh, this is where I need to step out and see if I can find a better situation. Now, if it's on the other side of picking that, it's, it's for those same very reasons. Didn't play a lot. Didn't have a lot of film for anybody to look at out there on the open market. And I might not get what I want. I might not even, I might get the minimum, like you just said, that 2.7. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's just a one-year deal and, and that's where they go from there. So uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one for Montrez Harrell. And if I was Nick Nurse, looking at some of the people that he had backup-wise, when you look at Chris Boucher, he was a flat-out scorer. So that was different. But Kim Birch, defensive type of player, um, even after having Marcus Gasol and, and going with this year, bringing back Jakob Pertl, uh, as a backup big man on that roster, um, man, scoring-wise, yes, defensively for what they like to do, his ruggedness, I, I'm on the fence if I'm the team and trying to figure out if I want Montrez Harrell back. I'm, I'm kind of copping out right now, uh, as you did answer the question and you gave an answer. If I'm the team, because of their – But here's the question. It ain't about the team. It's about him. Well, no, no, like, I already answered you know I mean? for so, him. Like, I'm just saying, if you're him. Yeah, for him, yeah, I yeah, say no. Him. Huh? Yeah, if, I, if, if I'm him, I go on the market. Again, if I was the team, I would look to bring him back because I only have – I don't have a lot of money to spend out there. I don't know how I would get maybe another big man, and I would keep him for that reason. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I got you. The thing that I'll say, though, is kind of sort of like now, if you know, like, again, it's somewhere where you're familiar at. Right. And then also, if Doc Rivers was here, no, I ain't coming back. Like, I'm not because, you know, y'all told me y'all were going to play me and then I didn't play. Right. Regardless of what it is, I'm not coming back. But if there's a new coach, it's kind of like a clean slate. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I mean, that, that that's the only intriguing thing. But, again, you if somebody else is going to give you some money and you feel like they're going to play you, you got to go. But if not, I mean, you know, I don't know. If I'm him, you just think long and hard. You know what I mean? Just yeah. think long and hard. Yeah, no question. That, that one's certainly not a cinch. The Daniel House piece was a lot easier in trying to figure out if he should come back or not. And I think he should. And that's exactly what he did. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, final one of the week for us, always a fun one. And we had a lot of things to talk about, certainly with the Nick Nurse piece of things. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day throughout the season and continuing in the summer. Every day, we won't see, talk to you tomorrow. We'll catch up with you on Monday. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us as we head into the weekend? Like my man D said, wherever you can get your podcast at other for other for locked on NBA, you can get this podcast and it's free and available. And I'm gonna spell D's name right today. You can get my man D at on follow him on Twitter at Devon G D E V O N G 975 on Twitter, right? At D E V O N G 975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and on Monday, listen to my man D on 97.5 FM radio from 6 to 10 p.m. You can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com, and you can come back to this podcast. Yep, and with that, we'll talk to you Monday. Keith, have a great weekend, man.
All right, bro. Peace.